3, 2, 1. Get ready for two hours of inane nonsense with your favorite overweight redheads, Fat and Ginger. G'day ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tim Young. Across the dinner table from me again because we're in lockdown still is my compadre Luke Massey. Good evening, Luke. Hello Tim, good to be here again and we are back in our house. I was thinking today actually... How many times do we have to do a show here before we can start claiming this place back on tax? Uh, well, I'm going to. This financial, absolutely. Because with the third show, yep. it's basically our studio. Absolutely. We'll just give it a little name. Yep. Give it a little ranch name or yep. something. This is our studio, our home yep. studio, and uh, we'll claim... Or do you need to actually get an income before you can claim it back on tax? Well, that helps, doesn't it? Uh, you can't pay tax on nothing. That's where you fall down, Quick cheerio it? to all our friends at the ATO. Yes, yes, our big friends there. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to have a go at using a headset instead of a phone at work. Very emasculating, I must say. Talking of work, you're going to have a whinge mm. about pizza deliveries at work. Well, you know how we've spoken in the past about the fish and chip shop across the road? Mm. How they didn't have a phone number, which What's is crazy that? to me, right? Yep. And this is, uh, you had to order online. Yep. The same thing's happened, Tim, and it turned into a nightmare for me out at work. Oh, I bet it was. Are so you okay? Two hours it took me to get pizzas out there. It was a lot of pizzas, yeah. but two hours I spent on it at work. Unacceptable. When I could have been skiving off. <laughs> That's know? right. You could have been actually doing nothing. <laughs> That's right. So we'll talk about that. We'll go through the mailbag to milk some of the vitriol of the community. We'll go through the Gingivitis Award, which I don't think we've had it's yet. It's a new we? one, Tim. Yeah. yeah. That's crap. I'll talk about working, which I grant you was rather a broad topic, but mm. yeah, no one likes working, That's really. crap working. Jesus, yeah. big revelations there. Oh, I know. You'll talk about ice trays. We've broken a few over the yeah, time. Yeah, ice trays need to go, mate. Now, uh, our guest tonight is Cam O'Keefe. Tell me a bit about Cam. Cam O'Keefe owns a local restaurant slash nightclub here in Geelong. Mm. We've been trying to do comedy there for a little while, haven't we? Oh. And every time we have it organised, we, we go through the whole process and we get cancelled at the last minute due to lockdown. And we know personally that he's struggling a little bit. And I just wanted to hear from a business owner here in Geelong mm-hmm. who must be just belting his head against the wall oh. with what's going on. Must be terrible. So that's our show tonight. So get your body paint, prepare your nude protest because it's time for Fat and Ginger. Here's an appropriate song, kid. Williams would let me entertain you. One of my favourite solo male artists. Why is he your favourite, Tim? Well, because there's a famous story about, and it is true, because I think it was, he talked about it on the Graham Norton show, where he talked about a time that he was forced to sneak one of the Spice Girls out of his house in London in a duffel bag, because there was paparazzi out the front, and, they, yeah. and she didn't want to get photographed. So he put her in a duffel bag. Why couldn't you go out the back? Well, it probably wasn't the back. Or maybe they were at the back too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, But anyway, so there's now a famous photo with with a massive duffel bag over his shoulder. Yeah. And inside that duffel bag is... How many trips did he make to the car? Because there might be four more duffel bags That's right. Robbie Williams. There's another good one about the cleaner, actually, but we'll get to that one later. Well, I remember being over in London and there was an MTV presenter that was just smoking hot, right? Just amazing. And she was real nervous. What was his name? Dame, I think his name and she was really nervous because she was interviewing him and he could see that she was nervous mm. and he goes come on let's just break the tension let's have a snog and he just started passionate on the show yeah. and I just thought I want to be a singer <laughs> so comedians I, don't I, get that I sort picked of up the guitar no we don't have groupies no. we don't have anything like that no we just shuffle along looking that's, down at the ground that's right I'm wearing my slippers right now <laughs> <laughs> as we do this show we ain't joking we digress we go for one of those tangents for which we're infamous now I want to talk about today, so at work, where we both work, the mm-hmm. unnamed Petro Do we work there, Tim, or do we just attend? I think work's I a I work there, I don't know about you. Yeah, anyway, so at work, what they've done is there's no more phones. If you've got your own desk, you no longer have a phone. You go through the computer. So you wear a headset, mm. and you dial your numbers through the computer, and you make your phone calls through the computer. Surely not. Surely that's not how you use the phone, because there would not be a headset that big. No, that's right. Well, firstly, I do have problems with fitting on. Right, but I did they have to weld like a little extender in the middle, or how did that work? I had to go to an American website and get extra large. But (laughs) they make them for hippos. (laughs) Sorry, that was hard. I'm not comparing you to a hippo. That's right. You're actually looking really good. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. That light and easy is really paying off. That's right. Not on your head. (laughs) Anything else? We done? No, that's right. Okay, cool. So what I don't like about it is it's fairly emasculating. So 
you remember in all the old movies when you're growing up or you, you get a bit of frustration and you'd slam the, the phone slam down. the phone down yeah. and it was great it made a sort of ding sound and yeah. it was satisfying yeah, yeah I've got my revenge on that's, you that's yeah, right I hope that clicked loudly in your <laughs> that's ear that's right and that's yeah. right because yeah the other end it was still a click didn't matter but yeah. it made you feel good yeah with a headset what do you do? There's no rage. There's no frustration. It's just when you fit. really press the button hard, do you? Click, click yeah. harder, <laughs> and take your headset off in a fit of pique. Yeah, like Liberace's assistant, you know, sort of take, <laughs> <laughs> take it off. Why are you wearing them? Because I've got my own desk with a computer, so they took my phone away, which I used for slamming and yeah, speakerphone. And I imagine you would have done that a lot because you're did. an angry ginger. That, no, yeah. well, hang on. Again, it's not me being angry. It's people needing feedback. All right? So <laughs> and I, you're there to provide it. So when I have to cancel a course for the fourth time because yeah, I know yeah, someone's yeah. got a bar mitzvah on or something, yeah. you know, and, and you slam it down, but now I just... As you take your headset off, it's no good. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I don't know. It's not conducive to our job. No, oh, I agree. Like, who wears headsets? All right, go on. Who wears headsets? Air traffic controllers? It, well, that's quite a cool job. I'd like to do that. That's a cool I'm, job. I'm that's what I mean. That's a cool job. Fighter pilots wear them. What? You know? No, they wear helmets, mate. Yeah, but they have the little headsets built in. Yeah, it's a, it's a long day to draw. NFL football players, they have them. What I'm saying is our job isn't that glamorous. We'd be like more like the call centres. Travel agents. What about travel agents? They're pretty glamorous. They probably would. What about 0055 numbers? Do they reckon they have headsets to keep their hands free? Well, no, because they're not the ones who are doing the hands-free stuff. But they're describing it, surely. Well, it's like method acting, you reckon? I don't know, is it? Is this like WWF? It might be in con, Tim. This is possibly four ninety-five a minute. It's all this chop-chop, let's go. Yeah, ask her on the phone. I oh, said, so what are you wearing? She goes, oh, duffel coat and boots. You go, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> this is going to be expensive. <laughs> Can you take your beanie off, please? <laughs> How much money have I got? <laughs> it gets to 5am and she's down to the skimpy. He's got a whip all this there. That was Rod Stewart with you, Wear It Well. I don't think he was talking about your headset, Tim. No, that's right. No, Rod Stewart. You listen to the lyrics of some of his songs, somewhat misguided sometimes. Yeah. Maggie May, he doesn't have to steal his dad's cue. I reckon if he told his dad that he was hard up for cash... He would have just given it to him. Would have given it to him or maybe yeah. lent him the cash. Yeah. What about if you want my body and you think I'm sexy? Mm. What do you think he was trying to convey with those lyrics, Tim? Oh, I just think he was a keen sort of fan of great nude sculptors of yesteryear, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> I, don't know. I think you're giving him far too much credit oh, there. Too. Do you know yeah. what I saw? Um, what was the Kiwi bird he was married to? Uh, um, Rachel Hunter. Rachel Hunter. I saw her at Auckland Airport once. There you go. There That's you my go. claim to fame. I would put her only slightly above former Shield cricketer Lachlan Stevens and underneath associate. What, in looks? No, no, in famousness. Oh, I was going to say. And then up the top is like, obviously... Because he's a good-looking bloke, yeah. but I wouldn't chuck him up there with Rachel Hunter. Griffo's up the top for famousness. Yeah. Thanks to it's those blue glasses, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, Tim, my topic tonight, uh, I don't know if it's going to compete with your headset topic, but I want to tell you a little story. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what happened the other night at work. I was charged with getting the pizzas for the whole work group. Mm. 32 pizzas. Oh, my word. $530 worth. That's right? the order. Everyone, it took me a long time just to it, get everyone's order. Now, Tim. if I was a place that sold pizzas, I'd be falling over myself. Wouldn't you think they'd bend over backwards? To accept right. that order and process that order in a right. timely fashion. Now, I'm going to take you through the timeline of it. It took me about <laughs> half an hour just to go to every... Because, as you know, we're in oh, different areas. Yeah. So I had to go to every area of the refinery. What do you just want? Oh, but I want no onion and I want cheese on top instead of underneath. And by the time you do all that, nobody just orders a pizza anymore. Not nah. when it's free. Anyway, I've gone to the place that we all decided to go to. Mm. I rang them up. I've got a big order. 32 pizzas. Can I read it out over the phone? No, you have to go online and order. We only do it online. They answered the phone, Tim, to tell me to go online. Sorry, if I can clarify, I'm, I'm not a very cerebral kind of a bloke. You've rung up with an order... For yes. 32 pizzas. 32 pizzas. It took me half an hour to amass that order. Right. And you've rung up with an order worth hundreds of dollars and they've said, in these unprecedented times, things are grim, order for 500 bucks, get on the app. It gets worse. Okay. How can it get worse than that? I thought, okay, I'll do what they told me to do. I jumped on the computer. Yep. You can imagine with all those extras and take this off and put that on, oh, there's right. another 20 minutes yeah. of amassing that order yep. on the computer. Yep. Right. Clicked, uh, proceed to payment, nothing. Nothing happened. Right, we've got a firewall at work and it blocks credit cards. Now, I didn't know that at the time. I found that out later. So after trying to do this for another 20 minutes, Mm. I rang the store back 
And they said, well, we don't know. Maybe try it from a different device. Oh, sweet Jesus. So that's when it occurred to me. It might be the firewall. Okay, I'll go out on my phone and I'll try and do it again on you, my phone. You now, look at the size you? of my fingers. you got fat fingers. Now, now see those little drop-down boxes for the extras and all that? Yeah. Right? I was clicking them and about six different extras are popping up. After another 20 minutes of trying to order, having to start again, deleting the wrong pizzas because I did the wrong thing, I've just cracked it. I rang them up and I said, listen, you either take me order over the phone yep. or I'm taking my business elsewhere because it's about 8.30 by this stage. Most places are about to close. It's getting pinched. Uh-huh. We're getting hungry and I'm copping crap off all the boys too oh, and, and girls there's nothing work there. oh yeah absolutely. You know, what am I going to annoy my own arm off am I mm-hmm. you come here and do it then said by the bike he's probably got a BMI of 40 yes exactly yes, yeah he's not going to starve to death probably hasn't eaten since 6 o'clock anyway <laughs> so finally got back to him and said you need to take it over the phone they said oh no the credit card company send it through we just have to pay for it. Oh, sorry. So the, the orders come through, but you couldn't pay for it. That's what happened. The, yep. they, they rang the visa company who suggested it might have been the firewall. They said, the, the orders actually come through. It just hasn't been paid for because I couldn't do it. I said, okay, so you can take the credit card over the phone. No, you have to go and put the order back in. <laughs> we'll start the pizzas. You put it back in and pay for it. I said, right, this is not happening. Tell you what I'll do. I'll go to the ATM and get cash out for you. Right? They were happy with that. So I drove to Carayo Village. In the dark. In the dark, in bright orange overalls. Hang on, when did you go to Carayo I Village? I might as well have a sign on my back saying, rob me. Yeah. I've got money. I'm an right. operator at the refinery. I've got cash. Yes, exactly. I had to go to the ATM. Yeah. I haven't been that scared since I was a little kid. Yep. And get $530 cash out, take it back to the refinery. Mm. All this running around when they could have just taken my order over the phone. It is like fish and chip shop gates all over again, isn't it? I just can't have it anymore. No. I understand that they want to push people in that direction, but how are they not prepared to do it the other way? I agree completely, 100%. And they're just not listening to the voice of the people. I don't know. I don't know what it is, mate. Cash is king, and just take the order over the phone. Take the order over the phone, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. There's things that should be ordered online. Some things are better. Some things are easier, Tim. Look, when you want a bit of discretion, you know. Nobody wants to walk into sexy land. The pink throbber, get it online. (laughs) Fish and chips, on the phone. The white rabbit. (laughs) That's right. So this is Act 3. Who was that? Pearl Jam. The only footsteps I've got, my footsteps away from the CD player, if that's on, mate. I knew it was going to be tough. You know what I was going to play? A nice rock song. And I saw that one and I thought, yeah, I haven't heard that for a while. And I used to really like it because it's just really haunting. It's just Eddie and an acoustic guitar. And I thought, Tim will love that. Here we go. Here we go. No synthesizer. No, no, no. Here we go. Stop trying to broaden my musical horizons. (laughs) Doesn't work. Right? This is episode 18. 18 of Fat and Ginger. Right? If you say the word haunting about a song, haunting is code for shit. What is the correct PC term for someone who's struggling in life these days? Because in the old days, there was a word starting with R that we don't use anymore. But you are musically R. Musically uh, challenged. Inept. Inept, yeah, good one, yeah. You are musically inept. I've used that one in the past. I don't think it goes far enough. Because a philistine's literally someone that can actually still survive in the world. You're like a musical Neanderthal. Knuckle-dragging idiot. Yes, like an unthawed caveman. <laughs> On a completely unrelated note, it's time for Mailbag, so let's have the jingle. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. Yes, it is, and that's thanks to our wonderful voiceover artist, Deirdre. I spoke to her the other day. Did you? How yeah, is she? Yeah, she's well. She's in America. It's summer. She was at a cook-off. Oh, really? Yeah. They've opened up over there, haven't they? They have, yeah. She was there having steak and whatever and having a great time. So well, I'm worried that if she does catch COVID, it's going to affect her luscious voice. Well, you know, she did do 28 days of quarantine for a one-minute interview previously. Yeah, so I think she's struggling. She's a trooper. When she went to that cook-off, I bet she didn't bring anything. No, that, no, no. she often does that. Yeah, she, she just bring, turned up. She turns up with a six-pack of light beer. And leaves with a six-pack of light beer. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Deidre. Anyway, so uh, mailbag, would you like to kick things off with mailbag? You sure, mate. I've got the first one here. We've got Sean from Meredith. Mm, right. Lovely part. Great ghost cheese. Nice, yeah. nice part of the world. Yep. I watched Adelaide versus Kangaroos on Sunday. It was ugly, boring, and pointless. Sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds like you, Sean. Get stuck. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Is he talking about us? Is he yeah. saying we're ugly, boring, and poor? How do you watch that footy game anyway? They don't have TV in Meredith, do they? No, I don't believe they've only just got the internal combustion engine. For yeah. Them. It's all farming country out there, mate. <laughs> It well, is. Hang on, what's his name? Sean. His parents are probably sisters He's probably and brothers, a sheep. So, yeah. Hey, look, so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, and I've got to say this is quite serious, is that was the most boring game of football I reckon I've 
ever watched in my life. And that was the final game of the home and away season. Yeah, that's the way to go out in a bang, wasn't it? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Not like something that counts or means anything. Just two But they had a chance to schedule that. Well, that's That was right. scheduled that way. Well, that's, and it was only scheduled, scheduled, whatever, the week before. Oh, sorry, did I mispronounce it, no, Mr. Teacher? No, I'm just... You're an idiot. <laughs> So, but it was only done two weeks ago, wasn't it? Or a week ago. So they knew the ladder when they That's what I mean. It. Yeah, that's right. No, it was scheduled this week. Three days before we didn't know what the schedule was. So the last game could have been either the Essendon-Collingwood game yep. or the Frio-Saints game or something like it's that. Something that meant something. Something that meant something. But, but we just is. petered out. A bit like us in our three. That's it. Yeah. I think that's what Sean yeah. was actually getting at. So maybe Sean might be on the money. <laughs> you know what? We've just spent five minutes talking about it and pretty much making his point. That's right. But it still remains. Sean can get stuffed. Yeah, get stuffed, Yeah, Sean. when you have a radio show, mate, we'll write to you. Now, this next one is yeah. from a familiar name. Yeah, it is. Holly from Geelong, friend of the show. A friend was listening to your shitty little show, she's gone a bit hard there, and mm. told me I was mentioned as a fan. I wouldn't listen to that cow dung if I was deaf and it was the only thing I could hear. Silence is golden. <laughs> wow. She has unloaded there. It's a bit harsh, isn't it? It but, is. But the thing is, I, I do go through their mail and Holly, I don't reckon it's the real Holly from Geelong. You think it might be a I reckon it's an imposter. Because we've talked about Holly on the show. Yeah. So this is like a single white female sort of person who's just trying to take over. Was just it Glenn get... Close? Glenn Close was a single white fan. No, nah, it was Bridget Fonda and Bridget Fonda, uh, right. Jennifer Jason Lee. Thank you, yep. But uh, I, I think it's a, one of those situations because Holly has only ever given us great feedback. Unless she got sick of sending messages in and not getting on the show, not getting read out, because we only read out the negative ones. The clue might be that she's misspelled Holly. Oh, yeah, she has two, one L. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> one L. There we go. Oh, I just thought maybe we'd, we'd turned her. Yeah, no. Maybe we... she said, look, I'm sick of being nice. They don't read me out. No, that's I'm right. going to get angry. Next thing you know, she'll be dying her hair red. Yeah, that's right. And the bunny in the pot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's Glenn Close. You're getting yeah. your movies mixed well, up. Well, what's that one? Um, that's Fatal Attraction. Ah, it is too, yeah, thanks, yeah. yeah. We need to talk more movies with you because you have an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. I especially know the ones where women go crazy. Yeah, those. I was going to say, that's real life for you. Anyway, uh, so uh, Devo Davo from Adelaide, he refers to himself as Devo Davo. Can I just say right now off the bat, this has got to be quality. He's oh, he's written that. Devo. Devo Davo. Who calls himself Devo Davo? Well, I'll tell you what, Leaky, let's find out. Oh, right. Devo oh. Davo from Adelaide. Uh, I heard Luke is having a sook about the GWS game. He must have. <laughs> he must. Wow. He must have cried like a shit baby on the weekend. <laughs> Cats are Max Gorn. Oh, I like what you did there. That's good. Cats are Max Gorn. Yeah. You're a dickhead. I'll be at the footy finals on Friday, and you won't. From Devo Davo. What? He's going to get way. his mum's permission to go to the footy, is he? Oh, I don't know. Devo Davo. What a wanker. You know what? It's people like that that talk themselves out like that. They're the exact opposite. It's like those people that say I'm great in bed and they turn out to be shit. I bet you he's disappointing, Davo. What was his name? That's what they call him. <laughs> I don't know from experience, Tim. I don't know. I'm a bit confused here. I'm, I'm not a, a footy pundit like yourself. I'm not an expert on the game. When he says the cats are Max Gorn, what's he referring to there? I know oh, Max Gorn's a captain in Melbourne and the cats are the Geelong cats. What's going on there? I don't know, mate. I think um, he's just trying to make a, a pun. Well, when I went to and, bed, uh, you guys were 40 points up, so you must have won that game, right? Yeah, I wish I'd have gone to bed then too. Well, you lost. Yeah, we lost him. You know we lost, mate. You haven't stopped giving me <laughs> shit about it. Bash it up your ass, right? Wanker. Let's play a song. Go hang out with Devo Devo. <laughs> Call you Tiny Tim. <laughs> And here we are with our weekly update on stuff. And joining us today is Associate Professor Dave Bade. Good evening, Dave. Uh, good evening. How are you? Tip top. What's happening in the Bade household this evening? Uh, nothing much, mate. I've got a young fella going off to his first camp tomorrow. He's super excited, more excited than I can remember I ever was. But uh, that's what people will get to, you know, they'll get up to when they, they can get out of a house now. Where do you camp? In the backyard? Yeah, that's right. That's what we're doing down here. Yeah, he's going He's going close to the uh, New South Wales border, so we've got to be a bit careful about oh, that. Oh, look out. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of uh, jiggery-pokery going on It's like there. a leper colony these days, isn't it, mate? 
It is. It is. We need to just uh, make the Tweed River a little bit wider, I think, but we'll, we'll get there. Well, now, now, Dave, we, we caught you on the fly tonight. We had Lockie originally, but he pulled out. He had some issues at home, which is fair enough. But I did notice that then when you answered, we didn't have your video coming straight through, and your comment was, oh, no, the passcode is my wife's birthday. And you took a lot longer than what you should have, mate, to actually bring <laughs> yeah, out that right. video. So uh, what's the go there, mate? Do you yeah. actually know it? I, I, I got it on the fifth attempt, and that, that would be no surprise to my wife uh, having... I think it was five years in a row I missed her birthday, so... Uh, How are you uh, still alive? <laughs> I, I made a good decision in marriage, Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your wife or your carer, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> uh, closer to carer. Yeah. Um, any idea on what your wedding anniversary is? Oh, God. Yeah, I do, I, yes, the 10th of March, Tim. Here we go, watch this. What's my birthday, Dave? Well, I know yours is the 4th of January because it's one day before. So you know my birthday better than your wife's. Well, look, my wife's birthday's in October and my eldest is in November and one's at 26 and one's at 28 and I can never remember. (laughs) The thing is too, I imagine Tim's birthday as you were, you know, hanging out at uni would have been a momentous occasion. I mean, how many times have you done a bender on your wife's birthday? (laughs) Probably... More than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but why do you remember my birthday so well, Dave? Because uh, you are always going to be older than me, Tim. By one day, that's right. So yeah. it was always it was always a big sort of forty eight hours because we'd lead from my birthday and a Dave's birthday. And you weren't born in the same hospital, were you, Dave? Because I've always wondered how Tim got that head out. I was just going to see if you had any info on that. No, no, I think it's still in the annals of. Some medical journey somewhere. But, uh, yeah. You can bash that up your annals, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Mrs. Young would have whistled as she walked out of that hospital. that <laughs> <laughs> Tim brings up uh, my wedding anniversary, considering he couldn't be asked to make it to my wedding. So, hang on, I was overseas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, most people fly back, don't they? <laughs> Sorry. Mm. And quite rightly, Dave will never let me forget this, and nor should he. So I will uh, wear that till the day I die, absolutely. Look, the big issue uh, that I wanted to cover with you was uh, OnlyFans kicking off adult stars. Uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Tim, I'm, I'm not as uh, <laughs> in the as you may be. Uh, especially now in your, your current living situation. But, um, you know, I think... Now they, he's got only mans. They may have missed what the trick. That? that was so bad. <laughs> they're, they're pivoting away from uh, adult content to cooking shows, I think, is what they wanted to, to pivot towards. So. From cocking to really? cooking. So, look, my, my thing is, though, is that adult stars is what made only fans what it is today. So and what, who's on there now? The Golden Girls. Like, what, right. Who's left? Well, the Golden Girls were on there, but it was were a they? different kind of <laughs> The Golden Shower Girls. I didn't, you didn't have to say, now have to right, cut that okay, bit out. All right, I have to cut it out. That's all right. Uh, Anyway. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Having said that, now that my credit card bill's gone down significantly, the kids can afford to eat this month. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they've actually made the rule yet. They, they want to bring in a rule. Yeah, they, they were talking about that's right. It's a, it's proposed that they're going to do. <laughs> There's that. still hope. There's still hope. Like in, like another Bledisloe Cup match in Australia. There's oh. still hope. <laughs> hang, on, hang on. When they said that was cancelled, I was pretty happy. I thought at least we're not going to lose that one. <laughs> well, that is true. That is true. All right, Dave, we'll let you get back to uh, remembering important dates in your life and uh, just trying to get all your ducks in a row, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, get a pen and paper out, mate, as yeah. soon as you get off the phone to us. We'll give you another tune next week, eh? Absolutely. Sounds great. See you. See you, Dave. Associate Professor Dave Bate. We got a song? Uh, we do. Uh, you'll love this one, Tim. Yep. In fact, this one I, I actually put in the list just for you. Go on. It's called Fat Bottom Girls. Hot Damn. I say I'm a fan of a uh, more expansively derriered woman. Fantastic song. <laughs> boy, ironically, sung by a man who probably didn't experience the bums of many women's. No, I think he was interested in them, just not necessarily those particular ones. Maybe because they were fat, you know. <laughs> Maybe he likes smaller ones and, you know, women tend to have wider hips is what I'm saying. I don't know. I wasn't around then, Tim. You know Freddie Mercury was, right? Yeah, I know who he was. Yeah, you know, he's gay. Yeah, of course. So the whole joke of that bit was that he wouldn't have known much about chicks' asses. Okay, well, why are we talking about that? 
Let's keep going. <laughs> all right. I think, well, I keep think, going. What, you think this is not as good as the rest of the show? Yeah. Like, it's all crap, man. <laughs> it's all shit. Play the jingle for the gingivitis war. All right, chop, let's chop. go. Gingers have been persecuted for centuries. So, who's been drawing blood this week? It's Fat and Ginger's Gingivitis Award. This is exciting. This is exciting. We don't often introduce new things, and usually when we do, they don't last long because they're curious. Right. Well, Horoscope. Horoscope's here. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the, um, what was the other one? We did the um, Wikipedia. <laughs> the random right. article of the Wikipedia. Yeah, that was shit. Yeah, we didn't last long in that one, did we? But we have got... Gingivitis Award. Excellent. So this award, Lukey, which we've instituted here at Fat and Ginger, is for a person or group of people who have been persecuting or hanging shit on gingers. Well, we're sick of it, aren't we? We are sick of it. I'll give you a little example. This is the reason I come up with the award. Yep. I was sitting there watching the footy one day, mm. and I can't remember who the commentator was, but he was talking about someone who'd just been knocked out, mm. and he said, oh, they got up there a bit ginger, oh. or he got up gingerly or something like that, and I said, hang on, why are we getting talked about negative again? That's right. All right. They talk about her hair, they talk about her freckles, they talk about her personality and her mother's. That's right. Leave us out of the things like gingerly and stuff like that. Could have so We have got a recipient, a first recipient. It's a group of people. It's a, it's uh, it is a group of people. Now, I don't know the name of the show. I should have been No, no I do. I prepared. do. It's here in front of me written on the sheet. So, okay. Chrissy Salmon Brownie is the show. Okay. And they yeah. rang up uh, famous ginger Cameron Ling. Yeah, hang on, who are they, for the people who don't know? Oh, they run some bullshit radio show or something, I don't on, know. On, we won't say the name of the oh, station, will we? Or? Yeah, some yeah. FM radio station. No, uh, Look, we won't say that. Don't listen to that, listen to this. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, we're better. Absolutely. So, no, listen to them, they're great, but they just, they mucked this one up, I think. They, they went astray, went and missed. Now, yep. they rang up Cameron Ling's mother, now Cameron Ling, famous ginger. Yes, one of uh, the best. Played X number of whatever games for Geelong. When you think ginger sportsman, yep. he comes to mind. Him and Ben Stokes. Yep. Done. So, and they rang up his mum saying, what would you change about him? And what they were obviously doing when you listen to the clip, which we don't have for legal reasons, what they were obviously fishing for is for his mum to say that she wanted to change his ginger hair. Exactly. His beautiful flaming auburn locks. That's what they were trying. And she was she played, it, she played it beautifully. She did. Laurel, I know Laurel. You know, I grew up with Lingy. And uh, she said, no, he's perfect. He's 100% perfect. Yep. You know, we never changed. But they kept pressing it. And they yep. kept going, no, there's got to be something you'd change. That's and right. it's like, what are you doing? You're trying to get her to say, yeah, I wish he didn't have red hair. Like, he's, he's captained along to a premiership. He's played 250 games of footy. Great fella. Done a lot for the community. But I wish she didn't have red hair. That's right. That's what they were looking for, Tim. That's right. That's just not on, mate. Who's next on the list? Ed Sheeran? I don't know who ben it's going to be. Ben Stokes? Look, I'll tell you, I grew Nicole up Nicole Kidman from BMX Bandits? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with Linger, right? And I'll tell you a little story about Linger. Well, yep. This might be off topic, but I'll tell you anyway. Now, when we were growing up, it's fair to say he probably wasn't that good with girls. Okay? Now, I'm not saying it's for any particular reason. It's just he wasn't that confident. And, you know, back then I probably went a little bit better than him until he started playing footy for the Cats, right? And then we'd go into like a nightclub and he just had them swarming around him. Mm. And it was just me sort of over the back going, hurry up and pick one linger so I could have a go at the dregs. <laughs> right. So just a little tip for the kids out there, train hard. That's yeah. It. yeah, that's right. Play footy, train hard. That's and it. if you can't be bothered doing that, be friends with someone who does. That's right. <laughs> Don't put your blame on me. Who are we putting the blame on, if not you? Well, definitely not me. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You can't prove that I did either. So. <laughs> no, I can't. No. That's it, no, Although, but... if we did see you on CCTV, you'd be easily recognisable, or... Tim. <laughs> Thank you. Or not perhaps if I'd got... have a head that chat. Or so. perhaps if I've got someone else to videotape the party I was at, where we're all laughing about breaking the rules and then put it on the internet and get wow. in trouble. Wouldn't they be spewing out? Did you see that fines handed out today? Yeah, up to 300 grand, isn't it? 300 grand worth of fines. I think it's 5,000 each for the 70 people that roughly that were there. I think they said 65 because they didn't want to give to the kids because they'd be working to pay that off like hex but uh, it, ridiculous I mean why imagine how filthy they'd be I, I mean we're all upset they did it right yep. just complete disregard to what everyone else is going through but how filthy would they all be at the bloke who videotaped it and put it on social media yeah, I don't see well you can't be that dense can you well he's cost them all five grand each that's right I'd be saying listen mate you're paying the lot that's right yeah take out a loan yeah and uh, you know I think it was a Jewish party so it's probably not going to happen but are we allowed to say that or not? No? Okay. Well, yeah, play the jingle for that's crap for f- sake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. 
Oh, dearie me. So that's crap this week. We're going to uh, brush up against a couple of topics and see if they respond. So if you'd like to go first, Luke. Uh, am I going first, mate? Yeah, well, this came up. We we were at a gathering in between the lockdown. Back when we could. Let's lockdown just 16 and 17. Because yeah. we are not really as bad as that Jewish we, party. <laughs> we were actually on the same side on this yeah. because we suggested at that party that we wanted to get a metal... Old-fashioned metal ice trays. Yeah, well, hang on, am I, am I doing this or are you? Sorry, carry on. All right, that's because I thought it was my topic. You know, if you want to jump in, um, if get you, on with I it. Think you're going to hit me with the ice tray. <laughs> now, look, the topic is what's crap is ice trays, and yep. the reason being, ninety percent of them, ninety-five percent of them are all plastic. Yep. And what do you have to do to get them out? You got to twist them. Don't twist you? them, and they break. And when they're frozen, they break. They snap. I, yep. I, I go through so many ice trays. I probably go through more ice trays than I go through bits of ice, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's becoming the most expensive item in my repertoire. This ice thing. Yeah. So uh, I'm spending so much money on ice, Tim. Yep. And what did we? What did? <laughs> what did we say the other night? We we said at this gathering, we said that we want to get the old fashioned, the metal ones, the metal ones with the lever. Yeah. You pull the lever, and all yeah. the, the cubes come out. Now I went looking. And I could not find metal ice trays well, anywhere. We were shouted down at this gathering for yeah. wanting metal. They said, oh, get out of the 70s. Yeah, well, we, you know, the only place you'd see them is in prison, you know. So, but uh, look, oh, you know, sorry, in prison. Well, I imagine that. Well, along with making. Well, how else are they going to get their ice? <laughs> along, with, along with making grilled cheeses with the irons and. <laughs> I didn't think that one through, did I? <laughs> um, but look, I, I think this, right? I reckon we do away with ice trays. Okay. Why do you have them? To keep your drinks cool, right? Usually the mixer or whatever you're having in with them is cold already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if you're not good enough to drink that alcoholic drink before that gets warm, it's on you. Yeah, fair call. I'll wear that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do away with ice trays, mate. They're costing me a fortune. Well, what about this? What about if we get all the glasses or cups you're going to drink out of the next day, you fill them with, like, say, two centimetres of water and put them in the freezer? So that every time you pour your drink in there, it's got a nice oh, cube at the bottom. That's good thinking, too. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That's brilliant. Two brilliant ideas to solve a problem. Mate, and why they don't, why do don't that. people approach us more often? I don't get it. <laughs> they haven't been able to do that in 40 years. So guess what, ice trays? That's crap. That's crap. Nice. What do you got? Um, I went a bit broad this week. I just sick of getting up and basically sick of going to work. So going to work, that's crap. I'm sick of it. What, just working in general? Yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to be force-fed Jane Austen novels on the TV by my dear old mum. And in Jane Austen novels, what happens is they work to a certain age, someone dies, they inherit a bunch of cash and they never have to work again. Mm. Where's that? When's one of my rich relatives going to pop their clogs and give me a million bucks and I can sit around doing nothing for the rest of my life? Exactly. I'm with you there. And then every... Sorry, I'm not finished yet. Right? Sorry. So, <laughs> Everyone goes, everyone goes, oh, no, if I won the lottery, I've got a heap of money, I'd still go to work. What a dickhead. No, you oh, would I not. I hate those assholes. Yeah. Here's what I'd do. I'd sit around my jocks and I'd watch Netflix till I got so bored with it. Yeah. Right, and then I'd then Surrounded I'd, by cheese. Surrounded by cheese of all varieties, yeah. soft, hard, and gouda, right? And then after I'd finish with that, then I'd go out and I'd pay for people to do stupid stuff. I'd pay for someone to measure the distance from Mount Denis to the centre of Geelong with a sausage. Yeah, you're going to do Ballarat, were you? Yeah, but that's too far. I can't be bothered. That's, yeah, that's cost you a fortune. That's too many snags. Yeah, I'll yeah, give them yeah. a pack of those 20, there, 20 bullshit beef sausages from Coles and go, here you go, see you later. But the, the problem with working, it just goes for so long. Oh, it's like your whole life, Tim. It's more like when you're 18 till 65, yeah. if and you're lucky. There's no end in sight. Nah. And the thing is, like the people that annoy me the most are the ones that go, well, if you just made your passion your profession, you'd never work a day in your life. Do you know who said that? Ted well, Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Yeah. There you go. I don't know if he did, but that's the sort of arse I hate those people because they're not happy. They pretend they are, but they're not. Yeah. If you knew what my passion was, no one's going to pay me to do that. <laughs> you know? yeah, maybe you could donate it and make the money that way. Anyway. You, you had a gag about that, didn't you? Yeah, did you? Yeah. Yeah, tell the, us that one. The story, it's not a gag, it really happened, of course, yeah. uh, was when I was young at uni that um, I was skint, as all uni students were, and so I decided that what I'd do is I found this place in Brisbane that would give me 100 bucks per sample of my sperm. And so as a young 20-year-old, I figured I could probably manage, I don't know, about two an hour. All right, so I did, did, did the maths. It was $200 an yeah. hour, yeah. right? Working eight hour a day, 1,600 bucks. Five days a week, that's eight grand. Wow. Now I figured if I did that and gave myself six weeks off a year, right, I'd have a post-tax income somewhere in the region of 360 grand a year. That's incredible. It is incredible. Not to mention the friction could have powered the city of Brisbane. Indeed it could. Yeah. And, I, and I also figured, well, I was a keen amateur, so why not go professional, right? But my point, <laughs> the 
punchline of the joke is, so next time you see someone driving down the road in a Porsche and you think, what a wanker, chances are you're probably right. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. I drop the mic on the stage like Kevin Hart and I walk off in front of a dozen people at, you know, the pub down the road, whatever. That's it. <laughs> That's crap. Play the song. Queens of the Stone Age with I Never Came, which was quite appropriate considering the story you told us before the break, Tim. That's right. You don't spray, you don't pay. That's it. <laughs> That's all over my career, so. Yeah, it's all going beautifully, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, now, we have got another segment coming up. Oh, my favourite segment. Of this, you love it, do you? I do yeah, love it. Because yeah, I think it's just because of how it came about. I think. And, and also, it, that's right. So for those of you that don't know, Justin Murphy Award is named after a guy who listens in, or listened, in mm. Virginia. I think he's still listening. Well, Almost do you know what? certainly not. No, what you know what I love is every time you look at the stats on the uh, podcast thing, there's always one or two people in the US. So I you just like to think it was him. I just hope it's him. Yeah. But anyway, so a guy in the US and accused us of being bottom-feeding dickheads, effectively. Yeah. And, and then so, accused us that bad that Facebook banned his comments. That's right. That's putting him way worse than us. That's right. So, uh, this is for anyone who sulks, winches, carries on as a hypocrite. Are you easily offended? The Justin Murphy Club. All right, so this week, I know in the past we've gone some big recipients. I think we went to the Chinese Communist Party at one stage. Yeah, the uh, Premier. Yeah, yeah, the Premier of it China. It looked like Winnie the Pooh or something. Yeah, that's right. We're still yeah. alive, so it's all good. But this Who's week... the winner? Hey, we've gone into politics again. And uh, pleased to announce, I don't know if you've got a round of applause, you can play here, yep. that uh, the winner of this week's Justin Murphy Award is uh, the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. Seamless. Seamless. Champagne podcasting. Good on you, Gladys. What's her last name again? Bera Jiglian. Is that really what her last name is? Is it that is, what you yeah. call her? I believe it's of Armenian extraction. I'm not a... How did she ever win office with a name like that? People would have just gone, oh, I want to vote for Gladys. Uh, Gladys Bera... Gladys Bera... Oh, you know what? I'll just vote for that. <laughs> That's right. I'll just vote for Cam Smith. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Gladys Bera Jiglian. Now, why, you ask? I heard why you ask. She, why has she drawn your ire, Tim? Well, the reason she's drawn my ire is that this time last year, when we were were going through quite the COVID outbreak, you know, seven, eight hundred cases a day, things were grim, mm. you know. We were referred to by all and sundry as Victoria. Everyone was heaping shit on us, yeah. especially her. She referred to New South Wales as being the gold standard yes. in COVID control. Yep, and when you say comments like that, Sometimes they come back to bite you. They now, do come back to bite What was it up to? 850 yesterday, oh, I think. So, I've stopped counting, to be honest. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, let's not worry about zero. Let's just let it, you know. So she gets it because she hung shit on us and now the chickens have come home. And not only rest. that, she refused to lock Sydney down oh. uh, for way too long. And by the time she did, it was way too late. And someone said to her, I think in a press conference. Oh, yeah. Uh, said, said, oh, why don't you try and do it, lock people down like in Victoria? And she laughed and said, oh, Oh, what, you think Victoria doing it well? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, now they've got the record for the most cases in a day. That's right. We don't hold that record anymore. So, yeah. And she's not well liked, I know that, after being up in Echuca on the weekend. Yes. She's not well liked up no. that way, mate. No, so records that Victoria holds. Uh, let's see, uh, largest stadium in Australia. Mm. Best people in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, last hanging in Australia. I don't know, I'm struggling here for the records uh, that we hold. Best bush ranger. Best bush ranger. Yep. Best ginger beard in Australia. Yeah. If you had be Ned Kelly, same guy. Was he ginger? Oh, yeah, in the movie he was. Heath Ledger was a bit ginger, wasn't he? We need to look into this, because if he is, we are claiming him. That's right. That's yeah. right. We, we, we need to look into that. Anyway, what records does Sydney hold? Most COVID cases in Australia today. That's what they got. And a shit bridge. And a shit bridge. And an opera house that was designed by a Danish bloke. Yep. And then all the parks crap too. <laughs> that's it. So yeah. that's the Justin Murphy Award for this week. Okay, I think we've nailed Gladys. Not, yeah. not in that way. I mean, not, we've, we've got to the bottom it. of that. Stop we've it. got to Gladys's bottom. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm only joking. Is it too late to withdraw that? This is so bad. <laughs> Oh, that's going on and on, isn't it, Tim? Is it meant to do that? 
I don't know. I think it was. It sounds like it got caught on, like, you know, when the records used to get caught in the grooves. Yeah, but I'm not playing a record. Oh, yeah, we are playing a record. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, it must have been a problem with the record player there, I think. <laughs> that's, that's well, let's uh, smack my bitch up. And I know you don't like that word, I Tim. I don't like that word. No? Jesus you know, It's not a nice Christ. word, but it's the name of the song. What do you want me to say? Um, now, we have got our guests. Obviously, we can't have them in the studio. We'll no. say studio for, for tax purposes. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Uh, it's not really a studio. Yep. Uh, more a love nest. Is that fair to say? Just get on with Just it. Just get on with it. Okay. <laughs> we have uh, here uh, a guest. Uh, this is a bloke that we have had a little bit to do with lately because yep. he's got a, a really top class venue in town <laughs> in Geelong called West End. Yep. It's the old Eureka, Tim. You probably don't know. No, I don't know. But before my time in Geelong. Well, that was the pub in Geelong. Yeah. It was the pub. People right. from all over the country knew it. Really? In the old days. And our guest has taken that and transformed it mm. into a top class restaurant mm-hmm. slash bar yep. slash nightclub. It's a really top quality venue. And we have been looking to do comedy there a few times now. Oh, my God. And what's happened? COVID. One word. Every time that we go to do it, we just get thwarted, don't we? Indeed, we do get thwarted. We had Denise Scott planned there for this Saturday night, and that's all gone pear-shaped. So It's gone, yeah. But I'm I'm telling the story. We need to get the guest on first. So please, ladies and gentlemen, Cam (laughs) O'Keefe. Uh, never gets old, does it? Yeah, how good is that? Yeah, you don't know how to stop it, do you? I don't know how to stop it. So, so you have to hear all... <laughs> Thanks, boys. Good to be here, hey? No, it's good to have you. So, Mate, that's a big crowd. They love you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Even well, though we're in lockdown, we don't have crowds. It. Appreciate yeah. it. So that's a little bonus for you there, mate. <laughs> how you been? Uh, you know, rolling with the punches at the minute. It's just, uh, it's almost one, it was one week to the next, but it's now one day to the next in terms of uh, restrictions and what we can and can't do. So... Just spread the mercy. So I, was, I suppose I'd love to talk to you about the weekend just gone. So there we are on Friday night, happy days, things looking a bit edgy. There's a case in Shepparton, things are crystallising in a shitful manner. And then you get the press conference at quarter to 11 on Saturday and you're given till one o'clock to lock down. Now, I imagine that you would have bought stock and stuff like that. Is that right? Yeah, so it's it's about we've, we've bought stock, both the kitchen and the bar, and we got staff ready to go. We got security ready to go. We're you know we're, we're pumped for a big uh, weekend or a big night, and um, and then we're told we we've got an, an hour and a half that we can that we can trade. So uh, or or an hour. We usually open at midday, and then we can go to one. So it was a mad pain to get the doors open and yeah. uh, just get people through for some beers or whatever for for an hour on Sunday, which we did, yeah. which was good, but. But, uh, you know, nothing like doing the whole day. No, but people were there to support you for that hour that you were open? Yeah, absolutely. And you, you got to think, if you if you were out on a Sunday and you, you're told, look, you're going to go into lockdown for an hour, um, you know, at 1 p.m., what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to rush to the pub and bloody sink some piss. Absolutely. Before, you know, absolutely, before you're going to get locked out. We had to drive back from Echuca. We had a gig up there on the Friday night, and I pretty much did an afternoon and evening's worth of drinking in one hour before driving back. So, um, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't driving, just in case the police are listening. <laughs> Too late. Um, but, uh, I mean, mate, it, you must be just pulling your hair out, oh, trying to run a business. You put a lot of money into this pub cam. It looks amazing. I've been there for dinner a few times, mate. Food's incredible. Really top-class how are you going, mate? Uh, look, it's not. I mean, we're going to focus on the future, and, and, and business is about the future. It's not about the past. So, you know, we're going to concentrate on what's ahead of us. And, and although these times are tough, we're going to, we're going to, you know, if you're in hospitality now and you've been in it for the last, you know, through this wild ride already, you're in it for the long haul. So we, we can't, you can't sort of just bail out now. You got to think, well situation's going to get better in three months, in six months, in a year. And we look at Geelong as a, a long-term prospect. And, and, you know, there's people coming from interstate, from Melbourne into into our region. So uh, it's hard now, but in a year and in two years, you know, hopefully we should be in a pretty good place. So I imagine you're a fairly enthusiastic person when it comes to asking people, telling people to get vaccinated. 100%. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it's hard when people say, oh, I'm not going to get vaccinated and whatever. It's like these people, you know, they vaccinate their pets, they vaccinate them and whatever. Like they, um, you know, the, yes, we're, we're big about the vaccination. Like it, it's just 
it's got to be that logical step for, for uh, hospitality. And if people don't want to get fox nabbed, well, unfortunately, they're probably not going to be let let into these sort of venues where, um, you know, vaccination is the norm. Yep, and I agree. So anyone who's not vaccinated, sorry, can't get in, can't go to concerts, can't get on planes, can't go travelling. No, yeah, correct. That's, <clears throat> that's, that's just going to be the way it is. But look, enjoy, I, I, enjoy I, your freedom, dickhead. <laughs> look, I don't sorry. think people should be forced to do it, but I think we need to give people a date and say, if you want to get vaccinated get vaccinated by this date because the next day we are opening up for good and if anything happens to you don't come crying to us i think you've got to we've got to have a cut off mate or this is going to go on and on people aren't rushing out to get it and they might have their reasons and that's fine i'm not going to have a go at anyone who doesn't want to do it but we can't be brought down to your level because you don't want to do it that's why I'm yeah correct correct look i'm not i'm not against anyone that doesn't want to get vaccinated like that is their choice but uh, at the same time, like this is this is people's businesses and their livelihood, like like mine. I'm I'm not going to say, well, you're not vaccinated, so I'm not going to risk my my livelihood because and my business because you don't want to be vaccinated. But right. it's your your decision. But you, it just means you won't be able to come into to my venue or, or other venues that have the same rules. Couldn't agree more. It's a bit like if we went back to the Blitz in World War Two. You know, everyone's turning their lights out except for one family in the middle of London, hey? Yeah. Would everyone else don't tell me not to have turned yeah, their lights off. An old Fritz up in the plane goes, ah, dice the lights. Schnell, yeah. schnell, the bombs. <laughs> got carried away. That's all right, mate. I like your schnell, schnell stuff. That's That's good. Good. And so, look, at your surviving. Okay, do you guys do takeaways? Uh, we do on the weekend on Friday and Saturday night. But because we're such a large venue, it's, it's probably not not really economical for us to do it midweek. But we do it on Friday and Saturday nights and... You know, that, that pays a couple of bills and keeps the staff uh, connected to the venue and, yep. and their customers connected, which is important. But, um, you know, it's not the same as being open and being, you know, welcoming people into the venue and, and trading as normal. So if I was to come in on a Saturday night to pick up some takeaways and I happen to take my time doing that, you know, sometimes I get thirsty when I'm picking up large orders. <laughs> is that something that, <laughs> that you could get away with? or? Well, we do do takeaway booze. So, yes, if I was the to sell you a couple of beers and you were to slowly uh, take my time and leave around the corner yeah. like I, I couldn't stop that that's not that's no. not what if you'd ordered a well done steak Wow, so that could take 40 minutes. You know, sometimes, 40 minutes. Wow. yeah. So you're better Correct. off going yeah. in and ordering yeah. it over the phone. Five or six beers in that time. You know, <laughs> That's I, right. I, I imagine. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not that we're condoning that sort of thing, but you know, you don't want to rush a good steak, Cam, do you? No, absolutely. So, <laughs> you don't want the cattle to die for nothing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> how long do you reckon it's going to take, mate? At, at the moment, we're sort of staring at it going, you know, how long's a piece of string? And I guess that's a frustrating thing for a lot of business owners is the in and out. If you said to the people of Australia or, or Victoria or wherever it is, you're going to do three months of hard lockdown and then you'll never get locked down again, I think we could all do that standing on our head because we've got light at the end of the tunnel. At the moment, every time there's light at the end of the tunnel, it turns out to be a train. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the, the certainty of knowing, right, this is the timeline against the uncertainty. I mean, people people always fear what they don't know or they don't understand. So, so that, that in and out of fear is really, uh, you know, Obviously, a lot of uncertainty there. So I think I think that knowing that, that there is a date that we can that we'll be out of this is much more important than the in out in out of lockdown. But yeah. I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't have the answer. Mm. Like people throw around Christmas, throw around you know November, whatever. I just I don't know. I don't I don't think no. anyone knows. Don't think anyone knows. But like you say, the vaccination is the key. Get vaccinated. Yeah. And you're part of a bit of a, what would you call it, like a co-op or a, a group of business owners in Little Mallet Street, which is probably the trendiest little street in Geelong, I think that's fair to say. How's everyone else going? Do you guys converse a lot about how it's affecting? Yeah, we do. So we've got a small traders association in Little Mallet Street, and um, we all talk to one another. Like, we're, you know, it's a, it's a great little community um, in Little Mallet, but uh we're all in the same boat. Like we, we just uh, we we would like to plan events for when we can open up and collectively do things to promote the the precinct and and each other. But um, like everyone's everyone's battling at the minute. They're all got their own issues yeah. and their own their own problems throughout this thing. So it's very hard to plan for the future. So we we're just kind of we're just at the mercy of what they tell us and and we'll plan from there. Yeah. And do you guys get any extra information in the public being a business owner or you just get what we get? No, we get exactly what you get, uh, which is the same as what the police get and the councillors get. Like it all feels like we just get the same information at the same time, which in a way is just, but at, at the same time it's um, it's hard to plan for. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And 
again, I mean, Saturday was a perfect example where you're given, you know, less than two hours, what was it? No, two and, two and a bit hours notice. Mm. You know, when you've planned for a weekend, so. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah. And look, we get frustrated with the comedy stuff, Cam. We've been trying to get into your venue for a little while now and just put on a good night for people who need a good laugh and, you know, all the stuff we went through last week, going back and forth with permits and trying to organise comedians down from Melbourne for essential workers and dealing with management, dealing with venues, dealing with media, yeah. just for then something to happen. Oh, yeah, we're not doing any of that anymore. Uh, try again oh. next week, you know, and it's just like, oh, God. We've actually yeah. made the decision not to do any more until we're open up because we just can't keep banging our head against yeah. the wall repeatedly. But you're not in a position where you can do that, mate. Like, with us, it's not our livelihood. It's frustrating, but it's not devastating I, I can only feel for what you guys are going through absolutely yeah i appreciate that it's, it's not just uh comedians but it's entertainment at all levels like musicians and um uh, across the board you know that makes it hard for the whole entertainment industry if you like that um you know that they they got the same sort of problems you can't just it is like a week to week well if you can't do it this week should we do it that next week should we do it in a month's time it's it's uh it's the same problem that just keeps recurring yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, now, hang on. Before you go, mate, probably as important a topic as the COVID chat. Have you heard what's happened on OnlyFans recently? Where Tim, what, what happened, mate? The adults uh, weren't allowed to. Uh... I'm reliably informed that OnlyFans is looking at going away from adult stars, which is funny because it's what's given them all their money, and now they're going to deplatform them all. Yeah. Are you over this, Cam? I suppose you had a bit going on. No, I, I don't. I don't have the only fans. I'm not. I'm not all over this sort of thing. But uh, yeah. what, is that, what, is that your wife go? in the background, mate? Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, she's not here. What, what, what's the go? What's happening? What's no, happening? so OnlyFans was a website that took up a lot of adult stars. So you would subscribe to a particular adult star and give them money, and that's how OnlyFans got big and made their money. Now OnlyFans yeah. is going, oh, we're big. We want to go mainstream, so we want to have cooking shows and stuff. And so they're going to all the adult stars that help make them what they are. They're going, right, you can piss off because mm. we want to go mainstream. So we just thought it was a bit harsh on, you know, the Jenna Jamisons and the, you know, uh, yeah, the, yeah. You know I mean, sparkly McDusties of the world. That do do they, they get JobKeeper now? Oh, I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What are your thoughts, mate? Uh, well, I, look, I guess. I know you I know you got to pay for these things. So, I mean, it, it all comes down to the price, I guess. Like, what, 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 do, you, what do you usually pay for these sort of... Uh, Privileges. Well, actually, a one month membership is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, do I? For me, it was a present, not public. So. <laughs> uh, Look, Cam, we wanted to have you on, mate, because we really feel for you at the moment. Even when we couldn't get Denise Scott there, we sort of agreed to come in and do a free gig just for the public, just to try and get some punters in and, yeah. and get some people in eating at your venue and that sort of thing, because we just really feel for what you guys are going through. Yeah. Look, keep your chin up, mate. We'll all be over soon, and hopefully, we can get back in there and get some people laughing and get some money. Yeah, to we. We appreciate that, boys, and um, we look forward to getting you in, and, and we will do that. And, um, yeah, I sincerely appreciate the support in the meantime, Pat. Right, Thanks, Cam. Take care, Cam. See, See, you, See you on Saturday night for takeaways, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ciao. See you. See you, mate. Nice to talk to Cam there. Great fella, and I really feel for what he's going through. Yeah. Uh, I've got another song coming up, Tim, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. I'd like to also dedicate this song to Gladys. It's called Breaking the Girl. And that was Breaking the Girl by the Chili Peppers back when they were good. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I went and saw them um, just pre-COVID. They were playing in Geelong, actually, of all places. Whereabouts? Uh, Day on the Green. Oh, really? They played. The and Chili Peppers? Yeah, they did, mate. And oh, I have to say, underwhelming. Oh, that's... Geez, yeah, that's... I liked it, but there was just too much of their new stuff and not enough of their old oh, stuff. I hate that. I didn't know a lot of the songs. And... All right, Geelong, here's one from our new album. No, no. no we want to hear that... I went to a Counting Crows concert once. They didn't play Mr. Jones. I walked out Bullshit. furious, and I've never really got into them since. I, I heard someone with well, Late Show famously did a bit about going to see Neil Diamond yeah. and not seeing one good lord, you know, the whole episode, the whole concert. And him not playing any of his good stuff and playing all his new shit stuff. Yeah, no one wants to hear that, no, do they? Absolutely right. Mate, that's us out of time. Yeah, no one wants to hear our good stuff either. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like to thank Associate Professor Dave Bade for joining us. Cam O'Keefe. Cam O'Keefe. Look, if anyone's listening in Geelong, please get in there. Uh, get a couple of takeaways on a Friday and Saturday yeah. night. Take your time. Don't yeah. ring up an order. Go no. in there and order, and then you get a meal around, and I'm sure while you're waiting, um, you know, have a drink. Yeah, well, you don't want to die of dehydration. Well, you can't, mate. It takes a long no. time. You've got to look after your health things. in these unprecedented times. Yeah, go and look after Cam, mate, at West End Absolutely. in Little Mallop Street. Thank you, Tim. No, thank you, Luke. And uh, we will probably see each other in about 30 seconds. So, See ya. See ya.
system shut down.